Why aren't we getting more information? It's all about leverage. And, and it's exactly why the MLB fans are being used as leverage. That's right. what I'm saying. We're being and kept in the dark to be used as leverage in this disagreement. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0-Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 260. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Let's get it. We were going to record last night, uh, when, Wednesday, what's the day, Thursday? And I said, no, Nate, let's, uh, let's wait till we hear how this uh, media presser went with Manfred. And I have to say, I'm thoroughly disappointed that we waited. Uh, yeah, uh, it's kind of funny how we expected something more. Did we? Like we, we expected more? Did, was there an element that, or was there a part of us that was anticipating his resignation? I think that no, for for like a split second, the optimist maybe. in me was was hopeful. Yeah, but. yeah, just a split second. The problem is, is that like, was it? It wasn't even televised, right? Did we? I have seen clips on social from the presser. So there was a camera. There was a professional camera in the room, but I did was not. It, see I it. didn't have MLB Network on. So was it on MLB Network? I know. I also did not have it on, but I did not see any streams or feeds to it so i'm assuming not is it odd that that's the like the the last thing i would expect him to screw up like at least come on live television and talk at least give us that at least come into our our living rooms and explain what's going on you couldn't even give us that that's that's asking for a little much if i do say so myself it's ridiculous (laughs) it's not asking for too much considering the circumstance it's not not asking a lot but it is for him exactly that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's not. It's a very small ask. That sucks for most people. But here we are. Yeah. But here we are. Uh. But all that to say, there's not. I mean, I guess there's some reason to be encouraged. I guess you could say some some takeaways, uh, from what he what he shared today Thursday, uh, specifically in regards to the universal DH, uh, the the draft lottery, which I saw was a an add in there during his presser. Uh, he said something about the eliminated, uh, eliminating draft pick compensation, so on and so forth. But that was just buried in a a load of lies. Just <laughs> looking people right in the camera, just looking people in the room into the camera. I don't even know who was on the receiving end of this this camera feed that we're talking about. But he's just looking right at him, and ju- it's just spewing from the mouth. What else is new? You know, like what else is new? I. I find it funny that what there were three things, four things of, from what we've come across so far. Again, this is, I mean, it's 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, so we don't have like a whole lot of stuff to go off of, a whole lot of breakdown to go off of or whatever, but three or four things that we know that he confirmed that they've agreed on of probably a long list on the other side of disagreements that they're still struggling on. I don't, I don't care. Like you and I, being as pro universal DH as there is, I would happily negate that. I'd be like, take that away. I don't care. Start the season on time. If you still have a DH or a, a pitcher hitting in the NL, whatever, fine. Like I don't care. I just want games. 
At like, this that's point, not going to make or break me. At this point, I'll take pitchers hitting in the American League if that means <laughs> us starting on time, if exactly. I'm being honest. Yeah, that's like, how I feel as well. So let's just mix it don't, up. That's, that's, this, this is pointless. This is pointless. This is somewhat of a saving face. This is somewhat of like a, I have to talk to the media slash public because I haven't in forever. So I feel obligated to do it at this point. Yeah, the one line that he that he shared that really really got to me was when he said, "Let me let me find it here. Make sure I I'm reading correctly." He said, and this was in re, uh, in response to uh, they asked him about the perception that Major League Baseball hasn't been negotiating enough, and he said that's a mutual responsibility of the bargaining parties. Phones work two ways. Who was the party that was locked out? Yeah. Who is the party that said they were going to make an offer, but then decided, yeah, actually two day two days later we we change our mind. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna offer, we're not gonna counter offer. Nobody nobody in the general public or the baseball world that has any sense about them is buying this at all. I'm not. I, I'm done. I'm done being in the middle, and that's where MLB fans are. That's exactly where they've put us. The league and players have put us in the middle and forced us to choose, and they use us as a chess piece. That's 100% what's going on because Manfred's going to continue to come out and say, hey, like you talked about, we shot some text back and forth about the, the mediator being denied by the players. I took it one way, you took it another way, but what you said kind of resonated with me because you said this is all just to save face for the league to say, Hey, we're putting in all this effort to make sure this happens. Hey, we're doing we're taking all these steps to make sure we can get you the season on time. But in reality, that's all they're doing. That's all that was. So, we're now being put in the middle to decide which one we're going to stand up for. And the longer we wait, the the league knows the longer that the season takes to get started, the longer fans have to wait, the more they're going to side with the league. I do, I I believe that. Because it's going to look more and more like the players are, are going to be the ones that are being selfish. The players are the ones that are getting in the way. Because what is the what is the league done? What is what have agents done? They've told players to back off media, right? So now all we're reporting on from players is is tweets, certain cryptic tweets, certain Instagram posts, stuff like that. That's all we're getting. Occasionally we're getting some podcast stuff, but even the podcasts they're going on it's kind of hush-hush on the lockout anyway, right? We're not even getting the true side of what the player's opinion is. The league is free to say whatever they want. They've been open in saying whatever they want, and they're going to you know, create the narrative on their own, whereas the players have been told to be, keep quiet. I don't know if the average fan is paying attention to that extent, but that's what's happening. And so now we're at this point where the more this happens, the more evidence it feels like, oh, well, the league is doing all this stuff. Yeah. Like, the league's trying, man. Like, let's Right, let's and then you have, people, you have people saying, well, I mean, what are the players doing? They're just sitting back and tweeting about it. Exactly. You have to understand that you don't have all, all 750-plus players yeah. in the negotiating room. That's not how that works. They're exactly. just They're just kind of sitting back and seeing the fallout from all this the same way we are because they're not in the room with the yeah. union well your least favorite guy garrett cole sent out a tweet the other day basically Which, hey, just said hey what over 100 guys get together in arizona and say hey like we're here we're we're wanting in, this integrity move i retweeted the tweet because i there you go i respected it and i appreciated yeah. that he shared that 
Because how are we supposed to know that? No one's talking to us. No one's giving us updates. It is all speculation. No one knows. That's what's the worst part of this. Why can't you publicly talk about what's keeping you guys from agreeing? Why aren't we getting more information? It's all about leverage. And we can and sit that's, there and that's and, and it's exactly why the MLB fans are being used as leverage. That's right. what I'm saying. We're being and kept in the dark to be used as leverage in this disagreement. Exactly. We're being used as pawns. And you can say you can say whatever you want about Rob Manfred, us included. But let's not buy let's not be naive enough to think that they don't understand the value that the fans bring. They get it. Oh yeah. They, on the flip side, they don't it seems as though they don't really understand what we want, which is baseball. Yeah. Which I know is is crazy. As fans of the game, we just like we said last episode, we just kind of want the game to happen, you know? And and a little bit of less A Rod. But they get less. they they see the value that we provide for the business. Yeah. And that's that's what this whole leverage thing is about. Is they're gonna, like you said, as more time passes, they're gonna they're gonna pin the players up against the wall to make them just look like the boogeyman. Yeah. And we're gonna be stuck here going. Well, I mean, Manfred's held a, uh, held a press press conference. Players are just sitting back tweeting about it. It's February twenty first, and we still don't have a resolution here. Eh, that's what they're hoping for. Yeah. They're hoping to flip people, but credit to baseball fans across, mostly across the board. They're not, they're, they're seeing right through it. They're yeah, not buying any of this. On it. Well, let me ask you this. Cause I've said this a few times, but I've never really gotten your opinion on it. What would you prefer? Would you prefer these types of negotiations, these types of hiccups where we see both sides kind of standing firm and, you know, trying to control what they control? Or would you like the MLB to be similar to the NBA where you feel like players are running the league? And that's that's what happens in the NBA. No, I hate that. You I have your top 10 players that are that. running the league. They're dictating what goes down. LeBron James is the commissioner of the NBA. Like Legitimately, I, like that's not even a joke. It's not a joke. I do not care what anyone has to say on the matter aside from that because it's it's just reality. He's playing He's playing GM. This is all on purpose. I'm not going to get into Laker talk, but that's what these players do. And even, even these young guys to get like the max contract extensions that haven't done anything. They're averaging like 11 points a game with six rebounds and three blocks or five assists, whatever. Like it's a role player getting max extensions. That's what the NBA has gotten to. Now, I'm not going to talk about dollar amount just because of the size of the league. You know, there's obviously more players in, in baseball than there are in basketball, but I don't want that either. So I want to I want to make sure I'm saying that and expressing that I don't want baseball players just dictating what happens and just going to whatever teams they want and texting their buddies and and playing GM and agent all at the same time. I don't want that. That's no, not what I'm interested in. I like the current structure of baseball because it's, it's symbolic of the American workforce for the last however many years where you got, you've got the man and you've got the worker. Yeah. And it's fun. we can sit here and complain about how frustrating this offseason has been, but it's, it's enjoyable to be able to have the boss or the man to be able to complain about as yeah. the, quote, common folk, whether it be yeah. the players or the fans or whoever. Like, I don't want the players just taking over the league. I like yeah. that 
I like that uh, the balance or the struggle between both sides, if you will. I just wish they would handle it a little bit more like adults and and right. kind of just wipe their hands clean and and move on, and we can yeah. get to baseball games. That's I yeah. don't think it's too much to ask for. But to answer your question, I much rather prefer the structure we have in baseball because it's I don't know. It just to me it makes more sense. I just yeah. don't like what the NBA is doing. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay changing certain things. Um, I I think I think it's going okay. I don't think too much really needs to change. Um, but I I'm right there with you. I don't I don't want I don't want an NBA style format platform, however you want to refer to it. I don't want that. Then I know the lottery thing is potentially coming in with draft picks. That's whatever. I don't really care about that. I'm more talking about how free agents can go wherever they want and they can demand trades and it just goes down or they just stop showing up. Ben Simmons is like, ah, I'm, I'm just not going to show up. Dude, you're trash. What are you, what? You're requesting this? What are you talking about? Look, we we already have enough garbage to, to address with the current lockout situation. We don't need to dive too deep into <laughs> just keep basketball. just keep it as is. Just like let's let's just go, man. Let's just go. So aside from the things we've already mentioned, Manfred also indicated quote the status of spring training is no change right now which who believes that i don't know either it's february 10th and they said they're going to meet on saturday that would make it february 12th correct makes sense let's let's pull up the old calendar app here the old trusty calendar app yep saturday the 12th pitchers and catchers are supposed to report what valentine's day monday tuesday 14th 15th i know some teams have certain report dates which by the way it makes me think i'm i saw a screenshot and i saw it myself so i know it's not Mm -hmm. fake there was a website somewhere out there where it still has the orioles as the only team with a designated report date it says they're showing up february 14th every other team in the league has tba but the orioles are like no we're we're good we're good we're we're just not updating that we'll we'll see you monday (laughs) we'll see you monday that's wild also like Figure um, out. I'm probably in a group of. I'm going to go ahead and air towards the male audience that's listening to us right now. Um, I gotta, I gotta get going on some, some, uh, some gifts here. <laughs> I didn't realize we're four days out. Oh yeah. Yikes. I gotta- yeah, we're we're four <laughs> days out from Valentine's Day slash pitchers and catchers reporting. But as of right now, we're we're right on we're right on track. I feel like I'll get my stuff done. As far as this. This contract agreement between those two sides, that's that's not going to happen. In well time. said. Well said. I'll find my gifts on time. I'll scramble. I'm a scramble king. I I will give you that. Whether it's yeah. Christmas or <laughs> Valentine's Day, you you it figure it out. Also, Paige dropped the dropped the hammer the other day, and she was like, "Let's just go low key. Let's just stay in and order Chinese food." It's a time. trap. 100% it's a trap. down. Don't, so down. I'm so down. Don't believe it. I believe it. It's a setup. <laughs> no, it's not. Because I'll come with gifts. Still. Whatever you, I'll bring the gifts. Okay, I was going to say, whatever you do, do not, not show up so Monday with Chinese <laughs> and say, Happy Valentine's Day. And that's no, because we, we, we did the whole, like, when do you want to do it? Since it's on a Monday, when do you want to celebrate? So we, did, we decided Saturday. Sunday is Super Bowl, so we're like, we're not going to do that. Also... Sunday is just the worst for 
weekend festivities in my opinion because it's like friday you can just go ham because it's like if you're out late you can you can catch up on sleep on saturday yeah saturday is a little tough because it's like you got some people have church in the morning yeah it's like i can't really can't be out too late if you want to get up on time but sunday night that's just brutal because yeah Got that early AM wake up call the next day. Not doing, yeah, not doing it Sunday, especially because it's the Super Bowl. And I bet the NFL didn't think of that when they added that extra game. Like, ooh, now we're creeping into the second weekend of the month, Mm, right there on Valentine's Day. Big reason why I forgot it. I'm out here trying to like line up Super Bowl plans with friends. Didn't even think about Valentine's Day. I thought it was the weekend after. Um, well, don't let Paige know about that. I won't. She's not listening to this. Um, for. The remainder of the presser, Manfred also included uh, his thoughts, or his belief, rather. He said, I'm an optimist, and I believe we will have an agreement in time to play a regular season schedule. Again, who's buying that? Can you be an optimist and a narcissist at the same time? You said it, not me. (laughs) Just curious. You said it, not me. I didn't say that. Uh, The other other line that got to me, for, for those wondering, I just have a list of quotes because I didn't see this, so I'm just pulling these out of thin air. He also said, which I am, there are two phrases that I am done with after the last couple months. Two phrases. He said, regarding Saturday's meeting with the union, we're going to make a, quote, good faith, positive proposal in an effort to move the process forward. I'm done hearing good faith. Because yeah, I don't want to hear that anymore either. That's that's out the window. No, Nothing is being done in good faith. I can't remember who tweeted about it. We talked about it last episode, but they said nothing that that guy does. I think it was Trevor May. Yeah. Says, nothing that guy do, does is in good faith. The yeah. other phrase I'm tired of hearing is kickstart, whether it's the media <laughs> talking about it or whether it's Manfred. It took Manfred, what, 42 days, 41, 42 days for there to be any sort of initiation of contact. Nothing about this process should be described as kickstarted or kickstarting. Yeah. We got to get out of the quicksand first before we do any kickstarting. I think the the league just needs to understand that they're, I would say, more responsible for the structure of the game than the players. The players just kind of defend themselves. The league has a lot of things to think about and a lot of things to equate. But they have to under, I, I When I look at whose fault it's going to be, no matter how off the negotiations are, I'm going to lean towards it's the league's fault more often than not. It's the league. We're watching Major League Baseball. Like that's they have a lot more to handle than the player side. So uh, you would think that they'd be the ones trying to initiate more meetings, coming in with more proposals, and that's just not the case. It's on purpose. Yeah, like if you're the league, sure, there's two sizes to this equation, but you're not equals. You have different powers. You have different leverages. You have different advantages. You have right. different disadvantages than the union and the players as a whole. You got to stop treating this as the whole. There's, this isn't there's, a 50-50 thing. There's roads. It's a two-way street or whatever. Like, yeah. There are two sides of this. Don't get it twisted. But yeah. it's not that simple. It's not that black and white. Yeah. And they're not getting that. But also, they also have to understand that how many how many jobs they're costing. You know what I mean? There's more, there's more people affected on the league side than the player side. 750 plus whatever on the player side, fine. Minor league can still go do their thing. I'm talking about... Major League Baseball employees, when you're working for a team, we're talking ticket sales, we're talking ushers, we're talking concession stand people, you're potentially costing those people jobs and money. 
the guy that or girl, is the responsibility on the league, not the players. The guy or girl that manages the MLB website, like they're just sitting on their thumbs right now. There's like, so many jobs that are going to get thrown off the rails if they don't figure it out soon, and that's where we need to say the league needs to get that taken care of. They need to figure this stuff out. The players are worried about the players. The league needs to understand that it's not just the agreement with the players that they need to be concerned with. It's not about just the revenue they're bringing in during games for the league. It's about taking care of the people that make you who you are. The league doesn't care about that. That's the issue. The players' side, the MLBPA, cares about who they take care of. That's the players' Why isn't the MLB at all concerned with their employees? They just keep finger like finger pointing over at the player side and be like, "No, no, no, no! You guys want this, so we're not we're not doing that. You want that? I don't want that. You want that? Stop, dude! Like, take care of your people. Take care of your your mentals, as Marshawn Lynch said. Take care of your mentals. Man. Take care of your chickens. No, what Seriously, did he say? I don't get fine. I said I said this the other get like your last chickens, episode or something. something like that. Get your chickens in order or something. Yeah. Stay on top of your chickens. Protect your chickens. I don't know. Something about Marshawn's chickens. Marshawn's the one right there. Marshawn's on a different planet. Marshawn's, Marshawn's, Marshawn's not living on Earth. Uh, which, by the way, little tangent here, little sidebar. I heard you say the MLB. I think it's time that we make a definitive statement here and, and claim one way or another if we're going to be the the MLB people or MLB people. I'm To be fair, I said the MLB side. I don't know if I said the I think MLB. you said the MLB. I either say the league or the I think MLB you said, side. No, I think you said the MLB is finger pointing, saying, you want this. I I don't want this. You want this. I think you said the MLB. I feel like we need to, as we enter 2022, assuming there's a season, I think we need to. I'm just going to start saying the league. Can we draw, we need to draw a line in the sand here. I want to be MLB. I don't want the MLB. It doesn't make any sense. Grammatically. The MLB sounds better though. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. The Major League sense. Baseball. What? But you're not saying the Major League Baseball. You're saying the MLB. It's the abbreviation. Hey, we should turn on the HBO Max. No, <laughs> I don't like it. For the record, I I'm with you. I, I think MLB is is. What'd you watch on the Netflix today? <laughs> you sound like when my grandma's like, look it up on the Google. Like, <laughs> got it, Grandma. I can find it right here. I I just wanted to be known that I I am. I'm on, I'm on the anti-the side of things. The league and MLB. Yeah, That's no the. Only the. Thing. It's just MLB. Yeah. I just want to make it clear, though, that I, I'm i going to fall victim to that. Like I'm going to be guilty of that moving forward, where I'm going to slip up and still say the MLB, because it just kind of rolls me, off the tongue. I'll remind you. We'll just keep each other honest. Just keep each other accountable. And, and to the listeners, keep us accountable, too. They if, do. If, <laughs> they oh, do. Oh, they do. Yeah. They do. Um, let's see what else from this, uh, presser on Thursday. He said, he said the clubs, our owners completely agree or completely understand how important it is to our fans that we get the game on the field as soon as possible. We have proposed an agreement that is better in every respect than the current agreement. All right. Well, see, it's, it's nonsense like that. I get it. In in a negotiation, you kind of have to say those things to position yourself in a certain way, but you're just setting the players up for failure. No answers from this. He's success. He's the best politician I know. He's successfully talked to the media 
and give us zero insight on what's actually happening or what's going to happen. Nothing's happened. Nothing of what he said has happened. This false front of positivity. Shut up, Manfred. Garbage. Go buy our shirt. Go look at our shop. You got Man a hoodie. Fraud. You got a shirt. Go get what you need to get to Man. get into this movement. So it dawned on me today, we could put we could put man fraud on a shirt or a hoodie. Let's there's go no, and do it. There's no, I mean, I wouldn't think, right? There's There has to be no legal issue there. Man fraud. You're not using Rob. You're not using Manfred. It's true. I like it. Man fraud. There, there's something to work with there. Let's go ahead and do that before someone makes it based off of our episode. Well, and then I, the day he retires, it's going to be MLB. Manfred leaves baseball. Chef's kiss. Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's see. Anything else? I think uh, I think we pretty much covered Thursday's. Well, you know what? Presser. Kyle, you have uh, successfully given me a lot to chew on with those quotes. Wow. If you know what I mean. Wow. How's that? That That's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Not too bad there. Neither is Big League Chew. Our, the 30 Takes presenting sponsor, founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, also had him on here. Go ahead and look up that episode. If you Which, got by him. the way, I think Any yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, Rob Nelson. Happy, happy, happy belated, I almost said Rob Manford, happy belated birthday, <laughs> Rob Nelson. Yeah, and it was like a week after National, National Gum Day. Yeah, That's what a cool. what a month. February this is Big League Choose Month. This guy is just the epitome of living up to what he was put on this earth to do. Not to mention National Bubblegum Day. I think it was either a couple days before or a couple days after. It was like the uh, he he posted about it. It was like the anniversary of the first pouch that he made. Everything went down in February, it sounds like. Unbelievable. Rob Nelson, the GOAT. Uh Big League Choose started from humble beginnings, if you didn't know, in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful, flavorful bubblegum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum, head to Big League Chew's social media channels, at Big League Chew on Twitter, and at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram, to show off your big league bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at bigleaguechew.com. Let me tell you, you guys have some flavors to uh, to to check out. That's all I'm going to say. Because if you've if you've just dabbled in a couple, you need to you need to get out there and experience. If experience you've just life dabbled more. in original, because you think of yourself as a traditionalist or a purist. No, 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 no. Boy, oh boy, are you missing out? You are missing out. Wait till you wait till you throw in a chomper that sour apple, or wait till you step into the heavenly realm of blue raspberry. I think you know if you're really if you're really feeling edgy, throw in just the biggest, fattest mouthful of any of their flavors, like fresh after you go to the dentist, just to give a good middle finger to the dentist. You know, I have 17 cavities. Here's what I say to your cavities. Big league chew. Is is this you talking or is this the hypothetical? I've listener? actually never had a cavity. Okay. So. I, I was a little, I was, I was Oddly actually enough, gravely concerned if you actually had 17 cavities. Never had one before. Respect. Respect. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've realized over the last week or so that I, I can't 
I can't go through a day. Like if I open a pouch, if I begin a pouch, I can't carry that pouch into the next day. I, I find myself just, whether it's in one sitting or over the course of the day, I go through the whole pouch now. It's wild. It's, it's used concerning. to have used to have your pouch tucked away in your in your bag, and I used to seal it all the time. And yeah, would just, I, that would last a while too. Gold or grape was the was the gold mine back in the playing days. If you had a pouch of grape, you best yeah. keep that covered. I'm pretty sure it's because your dad had the the catcher's gear that we all shared, and I'm pretty sure it was kept. There were a couple kept in that bag. I believe it. Where I was like, ooh. You have to get creative. You have to throw in my gear the here, box. but also <laughs> I'll be the last one out of the dugout so I can get some gum. No doubt. Uh, I think we covered the lockouts. Um, I know we've we've talked about the players at length here, but just highlighting some of the things that they've come out and said. Uh, we've mentioned their tweets as well. Uh, looking, was it earlier this week that Scherzer tweeted, or was that last week? I don't that know may if have I been saw the Scherzer tweet. It was. I know it was after our, our last recordings because we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, Scherzer come out and said in response to the request for the mediator, so this definitely would have been a while ago, but for those who may have missed it, he said, we don't need mediation because what we are offering to MLB is fair for both sides. See, he said to MLB, not to the MLB. Ah, interesting. He said, we, we want a system. Max is a man of civility. <laughs> he says, we want a system where, where threshold and penalties don't function as caps, allows younger players to realize more of their market value, Make service time manipulation a thing of the past and eliminate tanking as a winning strategy. Perfect. And then you got uh, Marcus Stroman coming out and tweeting to about three people who probably saw it. He said, Man Clown and his boys need to figure it out and stop ruining the game of baseball. Alex Wood came out and said, How can MLB request for there to be a mediator from the federal government to help in negotiations when they literally haven't even done anything or any negotiating up to this point? Asking for a friend. This was a good one. Somebody had tweeted it, uh, Whit Merrifield said, can't stop thinking, or not t- tweeted to him, I think just tweeted in general, said, can't stop thinking about these words, which Rob Manfred wrote in his letter to fans when MLB imposed a lockout December 2nd. Quote, we hope that the lockout will jumpstart the negotiations and get us to an agreement that will allow the season to start on time. And then Whit Merrifield came out in response to that and said, actions speak louder than words. This statement was followed by six weeks, six weeks of quiet. I could give you example after example, but that one pretty much sums up what these last two years have been like. Is it safe to say Manfred's just the worst commissioner ever? Yeah, and to be honest with you, I've, for a good amount of these negotiations and beyond, like just the way he's handled things the last couple of years, I've I've fallen into the, the whole, oh, fire Manfred, this and that. But over the last week or two, I've legitimately thought more about yeah the reality of potentially having him removed from his position because this awful. Is, it's terrible. This is awful. It's so easy to get caught up in the fire Manfred movement and, and stuff like that. But when you really look at it, like <laughs> we can't be messing around with, with this game beyond yeah what's already happened to it because we're at a very crucial pivotal point right now with the And a lot of the points that these players are making are they're like, look, look at who we have to offer in terms right. of talent, in terms of, personalities in terms of game changers and we're just not going to play games with these guys that's fine your loss yeah if, if i don't know we're we're not old enough to really you know recognize whether bud Selig was that miserable but i don't i don't i don't think he was i don't think he was on this level i i can't say that he was because we're seeing people of all generations who have have yeah. lived through through 
these yeah. different transitions, yeah. and I'm not really seeing any comparisons or similarities. Got to go. He's got to go. Unbelievable. More on that topic. Still on it, huh? Related to that topic, uh, I'm sure everyone saw in the news that Major League Baseball has stopped steroid testing for yeah, the first time in nearly just, 20 years. I think this is just part of the agreement. Part of the agreement. But yeah. to your point, and I think you texted me this shortly after the news broke, where you're just like, I'm I'm concerned for baseball. Like, this just doesn't look yeah. – it just doesn't look good. Whether or not it's just a formality or this was a result of what's happened over the last couple months – it yeah. just doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's just not it's not okay. And I think this is like a subcategory of the agreement. I'm assuming the agreement needs to happen and then both sides are going to sign off on this, you know, this drug testing agreement. So, I'm assuming we can't have the drug testing agreement figured out until the overall agreement is um, you know, put together, but it's just not a good look. It, and it's been back to back, dude. This is like four months of making the league look really, really bad. And whether whatever side you're on, you know, we have our home run leader that didn't get into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, that's being talked about because of drugs. And then we're still in a lockout. We're not going to start on time. And then all of a sudden we hear now they're not testing for drugs anymore. Well, Kid. what is every comment under that? Every comment on every social media page post said let's bring back Barry Bonds on the on the ballot then that is what's going on stuff that we should just be over and done with is constantly being dug back up and us for for us to deal with over and over the league is a, a joke right now can i just say uh, and i may be in the minority on this but i i really don't i get it the optics of the situation don't look great for guys like Barry and Clemens and all that but it's not going to change anything. They don't correlate. No, not at all. Like there's no. It was yeah. just. It was coincidental. I'm like, just saying it's a bad look. It's it's a punch after punch after punch. And no matter. And I get it. The timing of it. It's just this. This is affecting the fans now, and it's all just feel like it's snowballing into more negativity. Yeah, not a great look. But uh, our guy Will Mutterbrooks. Middle Brooks came out in Tweety says drug testing protocol is part of the CBA. Since it's expired, they aren't testing during this time. It will 100% be a part of the new agreement as well. Yeah. Any player who thinks using right now won't be visible in spring training, drug testing is an idiot. Yeah, it's, I mean I think that's all you, you need to know there. there yeah. There's really not much more to to hash. No, out no need that. to worry. Like steroids isn't. They're not coming back. It's not going to be a thing again. Don't stress. Yeah, I think I think that was blown way out of proportion. It's like yeah. Just not good. Just not good on all all fronts. Every headline that we're getting recently has sucked. Yeah, no uh, no positivity. And it's still, you mentioned this uh, an episode or two ago. It It's still February 10th. Blows my mind that probably the most positive publicity this sport has gotten was from a video game. Yeah. Yep. Like I, the one of the first times. And who's the credit go to? The player. Yeah. The guy that's like arguably transcending our sport in yeah. many ways. One of the one of the first times I smiled in response to something baseball related was actually it was like today or yesterday when I saw the video that MLB the show put out about him seeing the the cover of like the MVP edition where it's like the I'm gonna sound like an idiot here. Was it the anime? No, not an that's not right. Yeah, I, I think I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about though. The MVP edition where it was yeah, like Yeah, it was the, it was uh, kinda like graphic. anime, like yeah. 
cartoon. Yeah, he saw. Yeah, he saw this design, and he he it almost looked like he was gonna break out in tears. And yeah. I'm like, well, that like great. I think culturally that just it just adds to it. It's perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. There's so many things at play there, but it's just like this is so cool. Yeah. But this is the only thing that's given us reason to smile this off season. That's yep. sad. It is. That's sad. Uh, more more fallout from something that you could consider a negative situation related to baseball. Trevor Bauer, some news came out about that. Uh, what was it? Wednesday? Yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Said that, uh, reports said that he will not be criminally charged by LA prosecutors. Uh, the LA district attorney's office said, um, this was after a five month review of the case. Which sounds about right because we haven't heard all that too much from from old Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I mean, does it say anything? Was was it settled out of court, or they just prosecutors are dropping their um their case? Said concludes a five month review of the case. I'm just reading what I have here from the article because I don't want to misspeak or misquote here. Uh, says the ruling concludes a five month review of the case, which stems from sexual assault allegations made against Bauer by a San Diego woman who sought to or sought a restraining order against him in June. Um, says, in a statement, MLB said its investigation into Bauer is ongoing and we will comment further at the appropriate time. Uh, it sounds like Manfred still has the ability to hand out a suspension due to the league's domestic violence policy. So sure I don't we'll see a small one. Yeah, I, I don't Maybe know. 25 games, 35 games. Somewhere. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that, though, because you got people saying so... MLB is coming out and saying they're essentially above the law. It's like, well, that's happened multiple times. It's, it's happened multiple times. We've seen it with a lot of guys, like the Aroldis Chapman thing. There, there were no files charged. Like there was, there was nothing that officially went down in law saying he's guilty of this. It was just a case was drawn up. You know what I mean? This is this falls under the same thing. Um, you know, the league is going to do what they need to do. And and again, that's something that's going to be decided, I think, after all this. And obviously, once the season starts. But it is something else that's controversial. I'm just waiting for us to get to a point where we're not dealing with controversial topics over and over and over. Yeah, I'm good I, with it either way. Personally, I, I don't care. I'm done talking about Trevor Bauer. Well, you know, not I'm just saying not, just, not today. I'm just no, saying no, in no, general, no. like if he goes out and pitches and he gets booed, whatever. If he doesn't get booed. Whatever. It's not going to change my day. It is what it is. I don't like him. He's always kind of annoyed me. And it's even worse that he's a Dodger. So it's like. Well, I mean, our our opinions on Bauer have definitely fluctuated over the last three, four years. hundred percent. I thought it was I thought it was kind of funny during the offseason of like trolling and trying to figure out where he's going to you know, end up signing or whatever. And but it got like real now, old. Then it got old, and then and then, then even got even weird before, again. Even Rachel before Luba that, got weird again. Like, yeah, even before that, like when he was with Cincy, it's like okay, like we're hearing from these guys that we're talking to, we're interviewing, they're saying no, like Bauer is yeah. very, very much misunderstood, so on and so forth. And then we're like, you know what? Like, we I think we can get on board with this guy. He's a little quirky, yeah. but we can get on board with him. And then just the, and then going to the off season of him trolling and getting paid out the butt, like it was. It's yeah. just a lot of a lot of fallout from that. But uh, he did come out with the video. For those who haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. I think it's like seven-plus minutes. Uh, Shout-out to Murray for being first on the case, <laughs> dropping us that link. <laughs> I was able to check that out immediately. Um, and in the video, he basically just said, look, this is 
just completely false. He firmly denied it. Uh, he laid out in pretty, I mean, as as detailed as you can be in a video to your fans. He was laid out in pretty graphic detail yeah. what happened, uh, what didn't happen, and talked about how the last few months have been difficult for him and how he blames the media for this and that, which, I mean, regardless of our opinions on him or regardless of our listeners' opinions on him, he, yeah. he's not wrong in saying that the media is little little out of check sometimes yeah um, no for sure I, I don't think say. there's anything that will I'm just he's always been kind of off I've always kind of gotten that vibe that he's just he's just been a little off been a little weird little strange um but at the same time it it from the outside it kind of seems like he wants to be the first one through the wall on many things you know whether it was biomechanics whether it was the way he warmed up or the way he stretched or what he did in the off season. He wanted to be the first one through the wall. YouTube channel, constant content. He wanted to be the first one through the wall. He wanted Calling to out announce. Manfred wanted to be the first one through the wall. You know what I mean? Like he wanted, he just wants to be remembered. And it, it, it seems like a tryhard when it comes to that side of things. But I'm, he's not wrong because we continuously have talked about how we are looking for players to brand themselves personally. Let's look at the lives of these players outside of, just what we see on TV during a game. And he's successfully done that. It just comes off as a tryhard. Like you're just relaxed, bro. Yeah. But like with that, we, like you said, we want players to be able to brand themselves and promote themselves. And, yeah. And this, do it outside of what the league our does. Decision. Yeah. Right. And with this example, with the good comes the bad. However you want yeah. to interpret what he does off the field, that's up to you. But I mean, we can't sit there and fault a guy for, Branding himself, if yeah. we don't like it, it's like, well, no, this this is what we asked for. I mean, right. it comes 100%. with the bad. I don't know. Yeah, this and that's what we can't we can't attack. I'm not going to attack. I just think he's weird, and and honestly, the whole like weird connection with his agent is kind of strange too. It's just, it's just all fishy. The strangest thing about Bauer for me is the fact that he tried to make it run it as a recording artist. Like, I don't think a lot of people know about that. Yeah, look at the video, that was, man. It's, that's uh, not good. A little strange. Um, what's hmm. not strange and was to be expected, Joe West retiring after a Good record 5,460 games. Regular season games, that is. Uh, see you later, my man. Good riddance. That's all you got to say on the on the. Yeah, it's, uh, I think um, it's just one of those cases that more often than not, if you know their names, it's not a good thing. You know, if you know an umpire's name, it's not good. And he wasn't good. Well, while. that is true, but it's also true. To, b- both things can be true here. Sure, he w- he was bad. That's known. But if you record the most umpired games in league history, it's like even if you were yeah. squeaky clean, if you reach that mark, you're still going to be known. Granted, sure, probably not as well as our guy Joe West is here for yeah. his his tenure in the league. But but I bet if you were to pull up the top five, probably not too many names you know on that, right? You know what? Let's do that. Next man that needs to go is Angel Hernandez. When is that going to go down? I bet they're buddies. I wonder if they're buddies. Joe West, Bill Clem, whose record he topped, I think it was like last, uh, it was like last May or something, last April. He said he didn't want to quit in the middle of the season. He did mm-hmm. say that the record was his goal. Like he admitted that. He's like, yeah, at this point, I just kind of want to, yeah, just want to stretch it out to the end. But he didn't want to. That's why I'm not that impressed by this. It doesn't 
It can't be that hard. If you're that bad, you're just like, all right, well, I might as well just stick it around. It's like, it's not a home run chase. Like, oh, he's trying to get to 600. Like, that's an actual feat. You know what I mean? Putting on a polo and putting on some trousers. Hey, good for you. To be fair, this man had to balance his, um- his umpiring career with also being a movie star and a country music star. Did you know that he's been in two movies and recorded two country music albums? You're what welcome. Movies? Go ahead and pause the episode and go pull up Joe West on Spotify. You'll be what movies? Thoroughly surprised. Whether in a good way or bad way, that's not for me to decide. Uh, <laughs> Joe West, you know what? Let's look that up. Joe West movies. Can I play a song? Wait, was Joe Joe West was in the Naked Gun? I want to look up a. Song. Or is this a different Joe West? I should know this. No, he was in the Naked Gun. Yeah. Cowboy Joe West. No, don't play the song. Let the people Why? do it. Just do it after. I just want to hear one. Just it's well, all no. about baseball. Don't play it. It's gonna Came out in twenty. It's gonna mess the audio up. Don't play it. All right. We'll we'll let the people research it. I think I want to hear extra innings first. All right. We'll do it off air. He also made a cameo appearance on the television crime drama The Oldest Rookie. He also appeared on the Celebrity Players Tour as an avid golfer. Yeah, he was in the Naked Gun. Um. But back to this list. Top five, Joe West, Bill Clem, Bruce Fromming, uh, Gary, Jerry Davis, and what is that? Four. And Tommy Connolly. (laughs) You could put me in a room with $10 million. I wouldn't be able to place the name tags. No idea. We need you to to pick these guys out of a lineup. I'd say (laughs) keep your money. I don't want it. Uh, Yeah. I've got nothing. I mean, it's cool. That he was able to stick around that long, I guess. But I, I do have him to thank for making that call at second base on Dave Roberts Steele in 2004. I will say that you can say good riddance, but I will say thank you, Joe, for that for getting that call right because that's that you gotta you gotta remember pre-review. that's that's before pre-replay. yeah that's pre all of that stuff. So yeah. if he gets that wrong, which it's true, which he very well could very, very <laughs> well could have gotten wrong. Yeah, we're ooh. The whole your whole life is different. My <laughs> whole life is upside down, Un- oh, unbelievable. But uh, yeah, our guy Joe West, he he worked his first game September fourteenth, nineteen seventy six. Peace good, out, Joe. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. And <laughs> <laughs> his last game, putting a cap on it, his uh, last game was October sixth when he worked uh, home plate at Dodger Stadium in the NL. Is that the wild card game? Yeah, between the Dodgers and Cardinals. Perfect. Get on out of here. Tip of the cap to old, to old Joe. We won't miss you. Saddle up right <laughs> off into the sunset. I'm going to play Nate. one of these bangers when I get in my car. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cowboy Cowboy Joe on uh, on repeat. <laughs> Heading into the weekend, baby. Light it up. Uh, top 10 first baseman. It's time to run through the list. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't even know why we do Dude. this stuff anymore. People, people just shred the list of pieces. So yeah, at this it's point, tough. so we, I mean, just to give people an idea for hitters, I'm just gonna run through what we look at numbers wise because we look at a lot of numbers. 
just to give you an idea, and this is this is every position player. This is the list that we go off of the criteria. Did you did you say seat? I didn't. You're gonna interrupt me though. Pretty sure you said seat. Oh, rude. Pretty sure you said seat. Nate Seekeek, it's the answer to all your ticket Never needs. Are you looking seat. for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? It's Valentine's Day. Think about taking her to the theater, maybe. That's true. Go see the local violinist or the pianist or the vocalist or that's about all I got. Ch- celloist. Trump- trumpet. The tr- trumpetist. The the guitarist. The drumist. Drummer. The... <laughs> I know. I'm just seeing how many instruments I can think of and add is to the end. You really did. Please tell me. Give give me some credit here. You didn't actually think I I thought it Flutist. was drumist, right? Flutist. Fluter? Flutist is real, right? Flutist. Fluter. Flutist. Yeah, flutist is a, is a flute player. Good good call. And an oboist. Go see your local oboist. Uh, she'll love it. She'll love it. And you you still have time. Valentine's Day is Monday. You have time to get these tickets. With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, and shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code the three, the number three, the zero. No, back up. I need to clarify. <laughs> it's it's the the number three, the number zero. Take pod. So it's the thirty take pod. So, but it's not spelled out the thirty take pod. It's the Three zero take pod. I feel like no one would <laughs> type out. 30. That's yeah. That's a that's a long promo code. Uh, use our promo code the thirty take pod the three zero take pod at checkout to save twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase as a first time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. It's cold. It's hard, and it's cash. It's cash. Enter promo code the thirty take pod. Again, we're not the thirty take pod. We're the three zero take pod at checkout. It is the three O take. Yeah, unlike the three O take. Unlike the MLB. <laughs> so if you just listen uh, to all of that and you're still confused on what our promo code is, it's the the number. If three, you're still confused, don't go. The just number zero take pod at checkout. Stay at home. <laughs> if you can't figure it out. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, our criteria that we we break these players down. We're not just looking at like one or two stats here. So just to give you, you an say, idea. Did you say bark? I'm going to kill you. Did you say bark? Um we're looking at Hey, if you've got if you've got a if you've got a, a little little four-legged friend. I hate you. So I don't even have an ad read for this. I just wanted to jump in here cuz it sounded like what you're saying was important. So I wanted to get this in before you continued. I'm going to log out. Is what I don't, I'm going to do. I don't have an ad read for this. this call. I don't have an ad read for this, but if uh you're if you're a a doggo owner, if you're a good boy owner, check out BarkBox. Go to BarkBox.com slash the, the number three, the number zero, take pod, and get yourself a freaking... Please get, leave a review after this Get episode. yourself a freaking BarkBox. Let everyone know. If you sign up via www.... Nobody uses www.anymore. Sign up via BarkBox.com slash the three zero take pod... And receive a free extra month of BarkBox, a total, which for those who don't know what BarkBox is, it's a totally customized box of themed toys and treats for your pup every month. If you sign up via BarkBox.com slash, and you have to go to this website, you can't just go to BarkBox. You got to go to BarkBox.com slash the 30 take pod 
If you do that, you'll get a free extra month of BarkBox. And that'll do it Bark this Box. week on the 3 Take. So you guys go ahead and take care. Don't go chasing curveballs. See you later. Stay filthy. First baseman, top 10 entering 2022. What do we got? Freddie Freeman's number one. That's all. That's all I have. The rest of the nine spots, Guy, every what person are we talking on Instagram about? knows exactly what they're talking about. What are we talking about? What do you mean, what are we talking about? Did you say Big League Chew? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you got Freddie Freeman at one. Yeah. That's interesting that's, because many, many folk, many, many a folk, many folks out there have a one Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at one. No. Please explain to me your argument. Uh, he's just as good offensively, if not better, and he's better defensively. That's uh, that's all I have to say. Higher OPS plus, higher WAR. Uh, his OPS is sixty points higher. And again, this you may have mentioned this already, but I was looking up numbers. Uh, this is over the last three years. Way more walks, 10 more home runs, 40 more RBIs. Pay attention to that kind of thing still. And a World Series champ. It's almost 30 more doubles. Yeah. And a World Series champ. Freddie Free. And an MVP. And an MVP. Dude, literally every list that I'm looking up right now from all the quote experts, and again, I know we rag on the experts for not really having any clue as to what they're talking about because it never pans out the way they say it's going to. How many years have they said the Yankees are going to be in the, the World Series? How, how's that gone? It's true. No one's an expert. No one's an expert. No one really has any clue as to what we're talking about. So if you're listening to this, go ahead and comment on the post. Go ahead and tell us how much of an idiot you think or how how much of idiots you think we are, but just know that your expertise is no greater or no less than ours either. So yeah. just just know that. With that said, though, Nate, there is higher I, extra base hit percentage, higher walk percentage. There is not a the single list. Home run rate. There is not a single list that I'm looking at right now that has Freddie Freeman, Freddie Free over Vladdy Jr. Sorry. Do you have Vladdy at number one? I have Vladdy at number one. Let me t- let me ask you this. La- was it last episode? Yeah, it had to be last episode because we did pitchers and catchers. Who was it that you gave a bump to because they were coming off of an MVP season? Or, no, Cy Young season. Who was that? Robbie Ray. I threw him on the right. list. Just yeah, Robbie Ray. To be fair, that was at 10. No, and and here's here's where I can understand your argument. No, no, no. It's not, about the, it's not about Freeman. the placement. It's just the fact that you gave him the bump. You look at Vladdy Jr., Sans... Shohei Otani, this man's winning the MVP. Does that didn't. not? Because well, he was going up against, but he baseball didn't. I mean, god. It shows. It shows that the uh, awards really can't hold the the accolades. Really can't hold the amount of weight that we think they do. They I'm can't. not. I'm not saying they do or don't. I'm just asking you, based on your logic last episode, where we really stand with this. Because it was if an you actual probably, accolade. I'm not counting almosts that Vladimir Guerrero almost got an MVP. So the only argument that I'll I'll give you some leeway on with this is that Freddie Freeman is very much in his prime. Vladdy's just getting to it, and he's not even you know really just scratching the surface of what he's capable of. That part I'll understand. I will give you that part on this. But in my mind, it's Freddie. Freddie has it on on all cases. Well, we're at a crossroads here because if we can't even agree on a number one, I don't know how we're gonna progress. All right, well, let me let me this list. run through the list of what Freddie has. I'm and looking I'll, at the same list you're looking at. I'm 
We've got him in doubles. He's got him in home runs. He's got him in RBIs. He's got him in stolen bases. Um, he's got him in walks. He's got him in all three slash lines. 304, 402, 544, OPS of 946, 60 points higher. He's got him 11.7 war to 9.5. Home run rate is the same. Strikeouts are the same. Uh, he's got him in uh, walk percentage. He's got him in extra extra base hit percentage. So I don't I don't know what uh, that's a lot of stuff that he's better than Vladdy at right now. If this is a 2023 list, this may very be this may be different. I get that. I just but I'll be honest with you. There are other names that that I'm happy with over Vladdy in the top three. Stop it! Stop it! What he did this past season, we. I don't like to speak in certainties, but we can just about assume it. That is the Vladdy Jr. that we can expect. Like it took it took him a while to get there. I'll, I will grant you that. That this goes against your argument. If you're saying he's in his prime already, then this is going against your argument. Who's gonna have a better career? Is a different discussion. That has nothing to do. That has nothing to do with his prime. I'm just saying this was his breakout season. So I think moving forward, we can look at Vladdy Jr. based off what we just saw and not – I don't think anybody in their right mind is looking at what happened this past season and going, wow. He can have – he's, he's capable of down years. Everyone's going to have down years. I don't think he's going to replicate this over and over. No, but I don't think he's going to fall too far from it on I'm not a, putting on a him, I'm not putting him seasonal one. basis. I can't. I can't. Defensively, if, if – if we're going to even say those, all those numbers, those stats that I read off are basically a wash and there's only left is defense, you got to go Freddie Freeman there. That that's, should be the edge on top of a World Series trophy and an MVP award. I just really think. But if you want to look at if other we were numbers, up, if we were Pete up, Alonso has a discussion to be over Vladdy. Matt Olson has a discussion to be over Vladdy. If, this, if we were creating separate lists... I'd be totally fine hearing your case, but I have, I have to attach Vladdy my name to this four. too. Oh. I have Vladdy at four. You have Vlad, sir. I have Vladdy at four. I'm being like, straight up 100% again. I'm not. I am not saying that the experts know what they're talking about all the time, but there is not one list that I have found that does not have Vladdy at one. Doesn't and you have him at four. Me. Yeah. The only position, the only guy I could argue with is potentially. Pete Alonzo. He could hop over Pete Alonzo to get to three. But he's not better than Matt Olson. What what do you, what stat do you want to pull? Look, if, if, I, I'm willing to see the number one spot, but I am not creating a graphic. What else do you want to look that at? That has Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at four. What else do you want to look at? I will I will concede at three, but that's it. Because I will pull stats from Pete Alonzo and Matt Olson that says they are better than Vladdy. Again, yes, we're talking about how much how much value are we putting on last year if you wanted to you created this criteria over the last three years of accumulating stats over the last three years that's your criteria so we can't just cross off two years ago and three years ago we can't just eliminate those if we did that yes based on vladdy's last season very easily one or two very easily I applaud your effort at trying to use my criteria against me, but doing this last year as well as as we've already seen this year also with with last episode, there we have made exceptions for guys based on the buildup surrounding them 
heading into their career and what they've been able to do in one or two of those years, even if it wasn't all three. Pull a stat. Pick one. I get what you're saying. Vladdy Jr., if you put the numbers up against a guy like Matt Olson, Pete Alonso, I, I, I hear that. But I'm just saying, can we not have exceptions for guys like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., knowing what we know and knowing that we can, again, not talking uncertainties, but can kind of assume that we're going to see this Vladdy Jr. moving forward and not the one of 2019 or 2020? What about Tatis? What what's your argument with Tatis? Genuinely, because they're they're not that different. In that regard of in the regard of breaking in and having a breakout season early in their career, but have had one season either after or before that that changed your mind. I'm not putting Tatis in top three. We're not even close to shortstops yet, but I'm not putting him in top three. It's the same argument. You have to take if we're if we're doing three years of accumulative stats and we're taking those into account. We got to think about those other years. Again, if it was 2023 and Vladdy had back-to-back years of this caliber that he just did, that's a totally different argument. But pick a, pick a stat, and I promise you, I know. you'd be surprised I, on what Pete Alonso and Matt Olson have over Vladdy I, Jr. Hey, I'll, I'll give you that. I was I was surprised at Pete Alonso's numbers. I mean, you hear about him all the so time, I, obviously. But. Delightfully. I was like, I was like, I had no expectation of even put Pete Alonso in the top five. My man is three for me. Here you are putting Pete Alonso at one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just, we'll go through numbers just because you and I are looking at them, but the listeners aren't. So Matt Olson compared to Vladdy jr. We'll just start there. Uh, OPS about a wash OPS plus pretty much a wash, a wash. Matt Olson does have a war of 11.6 to Vladdy's 9.5. We're talking strikeout percentage. Yes, Matt Olson does strike out more, but he also has a higher home run rate, a higher walk rate. They both have the same extra base hit rate. Home runs. Matt Olson has 89 to Vladdy's 72. Walks 173 to Vladdy's 152. Matt Olson does strike out more. And again, if you're going to think defense for a little bit, it is important for first base. Not as important as a catcher. Not as important as other positions, but it is important to account for it. We can see what a gold glove caliber first baseman does to an infield. I give the edge to Matt Olson. You want to talk Pete Alonzo to Vladdy? Pete Alonzo, 106 home runs, leads the list to Vladdy's 72. 257 RBIs to Vladdy's 213. I'm sorry, I was looking at Freddie's number. It's 249 RBIs. Uh, more walks. Does strike out more. OPS is higher than Vladdy's. OPS plus is higher than Vladdy's. War is higher than Vladdy's. Home run rate higher. Extra base hit higher. How I, how do you just how do you just take those off? How do you just ignore those for both Matt Olson and Pete Alonso and just chalk Vladdy up as yes? Is this a prediction or is this a right now based off of their track record over the last three years? That's where we have to decide. That's where our Instagram followers have to pay attention and say, and and use it that way. If you were to ask me who's going to have a better 2022 season, Vladdy or Matt Olson or Pete Alonso, I'd probably err towards Vladdy. I really would. To be to be on your side, yes, I agree with that statement. But otherwise, we should stop doing the last three years and just pay attention to last year. That's why I can't have Vladdy at one, and that's why it's You're hard here- for me to even have Vladdy at, in the top three. You're hearing what I'm saying clearly, but you're ignoring the point that I'm 
I'm continuing to make about having exceptions. I'm not saying apply the last season only logic to every <laughs> player, but a guy right. like Vladdy Jr., that. where again, Sans Shohei is winning I the MVP. That. I know we I know we were we weren't even on the podcast yet, but Aaron Judge got snubbed of an MVP from Altuve. And you look down that list and it's way one sided. That changes the conversation for Aaron Judge on your account for the last three years for sure, right? It does. You wouldn't talk about Judge the same way if he had an MVP on his on his shelf. I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all I'm saying, speaking of Aaron Judge. Stay tuned for the hot takes episode <laughs> for 2022 because, boy, am I going to be – I'm going to be shocking some people. Just that's all I'm going to say. Uh, anyway, I can't – I'm sorry. I, I, I refuse. I will give you Vladdy at three, but I'm not doing one or two. I will not put Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at four on a graphic that I'm creating. I'll give you three just because it's kind of close with Matt Olson. So you have – Actually, with the mm, – yeah. Oh, God. They're all three right there. So you have Freddie Freeman I would, Freddie say, Freeman I would one. say Matt, Matt Olson two, Vladdy three, P. Alonzo four. That would be my concession. That's that's wild. You continue working deep down your list here. I'm gonna, I'm not even deep diving in numbers because I have the numbers pulled up. I'm just going to be looking at, lit, at, at articles, research lists that... See, I don't look at those. You do. I don't, I don't look at any of those. I just look at... Straight numbers. But if you want to continue down my list, I have Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, Pete Alonzo, Vladdy at four, Paul Goldschmidt at five, Jose Abreu at six, Max Muncy at seven, eight, nine, ten. I honestly don't care. If it makes you feel any better, these lists that I'm looking did you say I honestly don't care? <laughs> eight, nine, ten is Josh Bell, Reese Hoskins, Anthony Rizzo. These, if it makes you feel any better, some of these lists I'm seeing have Matt Olson had a Pete Alonso three four, but they have Vladdy at one, Freddie Freeman two. That's what a lot of these lists are showing. You're asking me to jump jump up two spots. I'm asking you to go with the right answer, Nate. There's such a huge discrepancy on on so many stats. I, I'm just saying this is an exception. I'm not asking you to apply this logic to everybody else. Just just a couple guys. Over the All course right. of the next few weeks. I just want my argument heard. So when this list comes out and any of you listeners are also commenting on the Instagram or Twitter post, I want I just I want you to look at the numbers and see how, how about this? close it is. How about this? I will give Vladdy credit in the fact that again, the first two years of this were not what he's really is. This past year is what he is. I do believe that. And I do believe that he will be more of a lock of that one or two spot next year without a doubt. But I'm saying right now, if you look at the numbers with the other guys, you'd be genuinely surprised. How about this? How about we go at the list that won't result in 10,000 unfollows from our account? <laughs> and I craft a video. I'll give you the floor. I'll give you the whole floor. I, I won't even put like a quote graphic as a second, <laughs> as a second graphic to the initial rankings graphic. I'll make it a carousel. I'll have the graphic with the rankings, and then I'll craft a video with your spiel that you just gave, stating your case, and I'll let the people decide. Yeah, I just want I just want people to look at numbers. That's I think that's what you and I can agree on is that when people look at these numbers, they'll actually understand the rankings a little bit more. We're not uh, rarely are we stepping out and saying 
because what this guy is capable of, he's going to cross over this ranking through this year. We've only done that with a few players. I'm willing to make Vladdy one of those players, if you are, but I have met two. Can Look, you, I'll, can you I'll settle give for you two? A, I'll give you a guy to, I mean, to be fair, if you have a guy that you want to make that case for that I don't maybe necessarily right. see in the same way, like we can, right, we can have enough. our guys. I'll give you Vladdy at two, but not one. As a man of integrity, as a man, as a man of integrity, I'll give you that. (laughs) If we're see, look at this. We're negotiating better than the league and the union have for the last 10 minutes. (laughs) 10 minutes. Let's play a ball. I'll give you Freeman a one. I'll put Vladdy at two. I'm fine with that. So then we're going Matt Olson three, Pete Alonzo four. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Five. uh, I had Paulie Goldschmidt. And I could go either way with, between him and Jose Bray. Would you have? I actually have uh, kind of got Max Muncy at five. Whoa. Why are we all over the place with this list right now? I don't know. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. All right. You read off. You Because re- I got Max Muncy, Jose Bray, you re- Goldschmidt. You read off Jose Bray's number or look, focus on a Bray's no, no, no. I'm, I'm more. I'm more on a stance of Pauly Goldschmidt. All right. Then Muncy, share with so. me Goldschmidt's numbers and I'll look at Max Muncy's numbers. Okay. All right, home runs. Max Muncy's got 83. Paul Goldschmidt has 71. Uh, RBI is not really relevant. Walks. And I didn't say that because I don't even know what, what just for sake of the discussion, Max Muncy has uh, 219 RBIs. 217 for Paul 217. Goldschmidt. 217. So All right. Uh, walks, 212. 182. So you're two up on Muncy right now. No, I'm three up. Three well, up. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to include RBIs, wow. but RBIs yeah. is kind of arbitrary. By two. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's a winner and a loser here, Nate. Um, strikeouts, uh, 329. 345. Uh, batting average, which... 280. We've we've come around on batting average. We don't yeah. necessarily value it as much. Uh, Muncie's 240, which just seems, I don't know, seems surprising. Yeah. Um, OPS, uh, OPS uh, 863. 855. OPS plus 128. 131. War 10.7. 10.8 for Paul Goldschmidt. Offensive war 9.2. 10 for Goldschmidt. Defensive war 0.7. Negative 1.3, which makes no sense to me. Pretty sure he has multiple gold gloves, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, Home run rate 5.8. 4.5. Strikeout rate 23. 21. Walk rate 14.8. 11.4. All right. I'll give you the, I'll give you Max Muncy. I'm cool with that. All right. So let's break down Abreu and Goldschmidt because I have Abreu over Goldschmidt. So I'll look at Abreu. You, you run off Abreu, uh, Goldschmidt's numbers. Okay. All right. Home runs 82, 71. RBIs 300, 217. Uh, walks 115, 182. Strikeouts 354, 345. Good Lord. 354 strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, 281 batting average. 280. Uh, slugging 513. 491. OPS 858. 855. OPS plus 129. 131. War 85. 10.8. Offensive war 82. 10. Defensive war 1.8. 1.3. Home run percentage 510. 4.5. Uh, strikeout 21.9. 21.7. Walk 7.1. 11.4. Extra base hits 10.4. 9.3. That one's closer. It is closer, but would you give the nod to Abreu? Yeah, uh, probably. Personally, yeah, just because of the – I know the walks are 
Because the strikeouts, Paul Goldschmidt's strikeout numbers are actually surprising. Yeah, Abreu used to be expected, but Goldschmidt, yeah. I, I thought he'd be a more bat-to-ball guy. But yeah, I agree, I agree. And I, I honestly would have guy. guessed, would have guessed Paul Goldschmidt having more home runs than Freddie Freeman, but no, also not the case. Yeah, so yeah, I'm cool with that. Fine with me. Let's go, All Jose right. Abreu, and then slide Paul Goldschmidt down to what is that six? Um, or yeah. seven. Yep, seven. We got seven. Freddie, Freddie Free, Vladdy, Matt Olson, Pete Alonso. Max Muncy, Jose Abreu, Paul Goldschmidt, and then eight, nine, ten. It's just a, these are just splitting hairs on a lot of no numbers. Idea. But as we saw last episode, apparently people care a lot about number ten on our on our yeah. rankings. So <laughs> we need to we need to finish strong. Eight and nine, we can probably get away with if if we're a little too yeah. unclear. But we need to make sure ten is is solid. Um. So for me, uh, my list. Um. I actually have. I actually have Josh Bell at eight. And I was I, comparing him to Reese Hoskins. Those I'd, two I was looking at the the closest. I'd probably agree with you. I had Josh Bell on this list as well. Um, he's got him in average. He's got him in OPS. He's got him in OPS plus. He's got him in war. Uh, Josh Bell has Reese in home runs, RBIs. He also has less strikeouts, a um, little bit less walks, but pretty close there. Like also... For those wondering, we don't have we're not putting Austin Riley on this list for obvious reasons. I know certain lists have him as a as a corner guy, but I think no, he's it's safe base. to say he's solidified as about a third. Yeah. Uh DJ LeMayhew, you can speak better to this, but we're assuming that he regardless what happens this offseason with the Yankees, he will yeah. not be playing first base this season. So Yeah, not not much. He's most likely gonna be or, a not much, yeah. third baseman more often than not, depending on signings or trades. I'm going Josh Bell. Fine. Fine with that at eight. Yeah. I've seen Jared Walsh up there, but he I mean he just doesn't have the just doesn't have the games. Yeah, uh doesn't not yet. ABs. Jared Walsh is definitely in the conversation, probably after this year. He this is a semi hot take. He could potentially have the highest jump. Yeah, I I could see from, that. I from could, this year to next he year. He could jump like top seven. I feel like any of these guys are capable of if they have a great year, could jump into the top three. Not any of them. Most of these names could jump in. Thanks for Josh Bell, eight. Josh Bell, eight. And then nine, ten, you could kind of flip-flop. But if you stick, you read off Reese Hoskins, I'll read off Anthony Rizzo. I'm going to surprise some people with Rizzo. Who am I reading? Hoskins. All right, Hoskins, uh, 66 home runs. 60 for Rizzo. 182 ribbies. 179 for Rizzo. Uh, 192 walks, 151 for Rizzo, 324 strikeouts. Check this 211 for Rizzo. That's a bat to ball guy. Strikeout. Yeah. Uh, Reese on, he's a 236 hitter, 263 for Rizzo. Slugging 487. Slugging 469. OPS, uh, 844. 838 right there. Uh, OPS plus 121. 122. Uh, War 5. 7.1 for Rizzo. Offensive War 6.1. 7 for Rizzo. Wow, 6.1 for Reese. Uh, Negative 2.7 defensive War. Negative 1.6. I really don't understand defensive War, I guess. Oh, I mean, it's better than Reese's for for those keeping track. Um, Home run rate of 5. 4.2. 24.3 strikeout. 14.7. 14.7. Impressive. The best on the list, right? I think so. Uh, walk rate of 14.4. 14.4. Uh, 
10.5. Extra base hit of 10.7. 8.7. I, I feel like it's you could be fine going either way. I'm not attached either way. Um, kind of feel like Reese, honestly. That's cool. That's what that's, I had. I had Reese at I 9, was... Rizzo at 10. Well, let's not be so quick to put Rizzo 10. Votto has to come into the conversation a little bit. Mountcastle's a guy that, while He's I don't... like s- Walsh. He's like yeah, Walsh. He needs I don't time. see on the list this year, but certainly a fringe guy and certainly a guy that yeah. has potential to make a, a massive leap. Um... But I, I think he's going to be more in the outfield with Trey Mancini back. That's the thing. Yeah, which Trey Mancini had some surprising numbers. He did, yeah. Especially with dealing the health stuff that he yeah, did. Yeah, his last three seasons, uh, going back to 18, because obviously with the with the health issues, um, his last three seasons or over the last four years, uh, 80 home runs, 226 ribbies, which has to be like in the top half of this list. Um, 158 walks, 439 strikeouts, a lot of strikeouts, most on this list, I believe. Uh, 263 hitter, slugged 462, OPS of 793, OPS of 112. So, I mean, not, not top tier by any stretch, but I think all things considered with just what he's had to deal with, very respectable numbers. And I, like... I think you and I had talked about before we hopped on. I was kind of surprised. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. And it, 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 again, just more of a nod, the fact that he's dealing with the health issues that he has. It's like, that's so impressive to me. Of I what hope he's he, been able to do. I hope he can hop on a stretch where I he just, too. he just runs with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Schwarber, I know his names has been in there, but he just doesn't have the games played at first. And I safe to say, I don't think he's going to be a, in every day for a space. No, so I yeah. can't really put him in the conversation. So, I mean. Yeah. Schwarber, I mean, in numbers-wise, Schwarber belongs somewhere. Sure, potentially, yeah. Yeah, just definitely. he was pretty high up on, on this list. So, I mean, maybe that does just leave Russo at 10. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, Vado is just, I know he had a good bounce back year last year, but Rizzo still takes the cake on a lot of those numbers. Let's just last last comparison here. Let's just run through Rizzo Votto and then we'll be out of here. Uh take Votto. Take Votto. Home run sixty two. Sixty. RBIs hundred sixty eight. One seventy nine. Uh walks one ninety. One fifty one. Uh two ninety three in strikeouts. Two eleven. Wouldn't have guessed that. Two two fifty seven. Two sixty three batting average. Uh slugging four seventy five. Four sixty nine. OPS 839. 838. Votto 113. OPS plus. 122. War of 49. 7.1. Offensive war of 4.6. 7. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's man, that's tough. Because like even there, if if you're if you're gonna bring in an argument, I would potentially look at like CJ Crone. You know, you could bring him into the argument too. Alright, I'm cool with Rizzo. So I'm, I'm Rizzo Votto is definitely closer than I thought, but yeah. That's fair. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's ten. There you have it. There you have it. Enjoy us in the comment section. Tearing Enjoy just apart. ripping us to shreds. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got, folks. Hang tight. Use that promo code. If if all you can afford is getting your girl some gum, check out check out the, the BLC attachments that we that we dropped earlier. But uh happy Valentine's Day. And won't 
Won't You Be Mine? Perfect. They came out with some great Valentine's graphics the other day. No, they, they, Big League Chew, check it out. They said, love is in the shreds. You're the ground ball to my grape. Won't you be mine? You blow me away. Ah, I like that. You knock me oh. out of the ballpark. It's a little racy in that Hey, one. whoa. Hey, the kids whoa, are listening hey, to this. Hey, 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 hey. oh, hey. <laughs> Don't go chasing curveballs, you crazies. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.